dum 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 I started off with Star Wars, completely lost it, and went to Jurassic Park. Dum dum da da dum dum da da dum dum. dum. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. My name is Jack and today I'm joined by a man who I thought smelled bad on the outside. It's Chris. Hello everybody and welcome to We Could Survive That. Do you like how my new intro, I thought I'd test it out today. I did not like it. Okay, forget that then. But hello everybody. Uh, Yes, I've always been told I smell bad on the inside. No, outside, outside. Outside, Yeah. But I'm assuming I smell quite putrid on the inside. Especially if I've died in the cold and been cut open with a lightsaber? Yes. Yeah, what? Oh, I've just realised that's like the one and only time Hans used a lightsaber. Yeah. Would you like to hear other options for your introduction? Yes, go on. What else you got? Have I got a response to them all? You can just say yes or no, better or worse <laughs> than... <laughs> Alright, go on. Never tell him the odds. It's Chris. I like that one better. Or... He has a fad. Uh, he has a fad. Fe- he has a bad feeling about this. It's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quite like that one as well. To be honest, I like them all. They were all better than the first one, I think. No, I liked all of them. Uh, there's probably millions more you could have done from any other Star Wars. The Force is with him. It's, it's Chris. Chris. <laughs> He's the a chosen storm. one. He's it's Chris. Darth Maul's. Hairdresser? (laughs) (laughs) It's Chris. Today's show, The Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars, episode (laughs) 5. You seemed a bit hesitant there. Did you forget the name? No, I got that that all the wrong way around. I was talking Yoda speech. So, So Star Wars, episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. That's just what I said, but in the the right order. Which is obviously the second film of the original trilogy. So we kick things off in, in this film with the Empire desperately searching to find Luke and his buddies in the Rebellion and they turns out that Luke and all of his, well, all the rebels are hiding out on, on Hoth, which is a strange place to, to choose because it's, it's very cold. Go somewhere tropical. Nice Why? and warm. What? Why does it matter what the weather's like? It's very cold. And so? Also, tactically speaking all the rebel people are going oh no it's too cold for our snow speeders to work at the moment we have to modify them go somewhere where you don't have to modify your snow speeders and where you've not got to go out on tontons and where if you're outside at night you're guaranteed to freeze to death what if someone leaves the door open leave the door open you've wiped out the whole rebels just by leaving the door open and they've all frozen to death. Well, everyone apart from Chewie because he's covered in hair. Do you really want me to answer these? <laughs> I will batter you on this. There's nothing wrong with Hoth. It's probably a planet of great strategic importance. It hides them from the Empire for a significant amount of time. Uh, how do they find them on Hoth? Somebody tells them, don't they? No. They send out um, scout droids. Oh, the little... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and now. And they take a picture of the shield generator that the rebels are using. And that's how how yeah. Vader finally finds It's them. probably because, you know, the indigenous species on that planet are big yeti-like monsters. Wampers. That's it. Uh, uh, offer little resistance, really, to, um, well, blasters. So, 
you know, they get they you get can just on shoot them in the face. They can just push them out of the way. It's basically an invasion of Hoth. <laughs> yeah, they've taken over. Speaking of Wampas, first couple of deaths are just the Tontons, basically the the horses of Hoth, if you will. Will you? No, you won't. No, will I will you? not. <laughs> you will not allow that. So a Wampa takes out the Tonton that Luke is is riding just before he goes to check out the the droid. Um, and then when Luke wakes up, his legs have been frozen on the roof in the Wampa's cave. How the hell did a Wampa do that? I mean, I, I understand he's got the strength to pick him up, but that must, it must have been like, he, the Wampa must have picked Luke up, held his feet against the ceiling. And then thrown water at it. Thrown water at it, yeah. Froze. And held him until it froze. Either that, or there's a block of ice and he shoved Luke into there so hard his feet just went through and got stuck. And Luke's actually broken both <laughs> Bro- his ankles. Yeah. No wonder he has such a hard time walking <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no explanation for that. No, I've never really thought about it until now either. No. I'm going to go to Reddit and check it out. It's the only logical place I can think to go. But continue. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia probably. Go to Wikipedia. Okay, Luke gets out of that using the force and the lightsaber and then indulges himself in Obi-Wan's old hobby of lopping off limbs. So... There's now a one-armed Wampa walking around Hoth. A very sad one. Do you think it survived, or do you think it died? I mean, the lightsaber would have cauterized the wound, so it didn't bleed out. But the shock to the system, what do you think? I don't know. What's the life expectancy of a Wampa? I, again, I don't know. How okay. come Wampas aren't intelligent, but Wookiees are? Because Wookiees, you can have a conversation with with a Wookiee. Could you have a conversation with a Wampa? Mm, maybe not. I don't know, just... Wookiees have access to higher, higher, you know, brain functions, and the Wampas don't. Maybe the Wampas do have conversations, and you know, in they which are quite case, Luke's just <laughs> disarmed a sentient thing. Yeah, maybe the Wampa was trying well, to help. Because regardless of whether it can, th- <laughs> it's got higher function thinking or not. It's sentient. It knows it exists. Yeah. Damn, uh, Luke. Why are there Obi-Wan's no? Obi Wan's been a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> why are there no Wookiee Jedi? There is a Wookiee Jedi, but Old Republic, probably not canon anymore. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. that's cool. I, I've always wanted to see one. So Luke escapes the Wampa cave. The Wampa's all sad. And uh, then another Tonton dies, which we touched on. Dies of the cold. And then uh, they and slice then Luke, it open. Uh, which is weird, because yeah. if you think about it, the Tontons got, should be able to hold out against the cold longer than what humans can, but the humans yeah. out-survive it. Mm. Also, so. why did Han go outside? Why didn't Chewie go out? Because Chewie's covered in Because Chewie fur. can't wi- can't ride <laughs> can't ride one of the Tontons. Maybe he can. No, I don't think they'd be able to lift his weight. Lift his weight? No, yeah. No, no. Get two. Chewie get two in a little carriage. And Chewie's in are you like, kidding? A <laughs> How are they going to get a carriage with wheels through? Well, not wheels. You could, like you can't in hover. Star Wars, hover doesn't you work. Can... Hover doesn't work. Shit. Work quicker on the speed <laughs> so they work in the cold. Why don't they just go out on one of the, you know, their uh, their ships? Or oh, those are the snow speeders. Well, th- are those they? are the snow speeders, and they don't work in the cold. Again, go somewhere tropical. Oh, uh, right. Okay, go on. So yeah, I I have no explanation for. Maybe Han's coat is is lined in tonton fur. Yeah, first person to die is Admiral Ozzel. Who? Admiral what? Ozzel. Ozzel. That's his real name. Ozzel, yeah. And he is. Well, the admiral of the of the space fleet that are tracking down the rebels, Vader is not happy with him because he comes out of light speed too close to Hoth, so they've lost the element of surprise. And when Vader's told this, he's in his 
like little medical pod thing. He turns around, turns on the big screen. Admiral Ozzel is there and he goes, Oh, yes, Vader, we've we've come out of light speed. We're going to... And Vader begins the force choke. Very not happy with him. And through a screen. Through the screen. It's the force. It reaches everywhere. And then Ozzel dies. i got a couple of questions. Coming out of light speed too soon... Or too is it too soon or too close? It's too to close heart? to the planet, so that so basically able he should have come out of light speed sooner, and then yes, then he'd be far enough away from the planet, then they wouldn't be able to track them or something. Okay, second question: So does Vader only need a visual link with somebody to then force choke them? So if he sent a drone down and got it to Rebel base, could he force choke Luke if he saw him? I don't know. Again, you're asking questions I don't know the answer to. Mm. Ask George Lucas. I'll ask Disney. They're the bosses now. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, it's quite simple to survive this one. Follow your orders properly and don't come out of light speed too close to the planet. Yeah. What was Ozzel's predecessor killed for? Oh, he fucked up doing something as well, didn't he? No, well, find out what he was killed for and then don't make that mistake. That's that's how the Empire get better and better. He might not have died. He might have retired. Oh, no, he was probably definitely killed. Do you reckon? Yes. The the Empire get through people quite quickly, especially if so Vader's why you, in charge. Why, why do more people keep joining up to it, then? Job satisfaction. <laughs> I mean, why would you join the Empire to be a stormtrooper and hopefully to then rise up through the ranks, knowing that there's Darth Vader and the Emperor who are Sith Lords? Although, I'm guessing, to be honest, most of the people in the Empire probably don't believe in the Force. Yeah, in, in A New Hope... Uh, in that meeting thing, one of the the generals or the higher-ranking people is going, oh, the force is hokey, oh, and then Vader force chokes him. He's not laughing anymore. <laughs> no, that's true. Although he, he lives, that guy, doesn't he? He does live, yeah, because um, Grand Moff Tarkin's like, Vader, stop it, release him. And he does, so, yeah. Maybe if Moff Tarkin was still alive, Vader would be... On more of uh, more restrain, but he'd be he'd be force choking that guy, and he'd see on the TV in the background Moff uh, Tarkin Moff just Tarkin wagging his, his finger, finger at him. and the Vader would be like, "Oh, for God's sake, sorry, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Moff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but just follow your orders, better. Come on, you should be better prepared than this. You should know that coming out at the distance you have, you're going to alert the rebels to your presence. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not great at his job, and he he also didn't want to go to Hoff originally, and. Vader gives him a stern telling off then as well. So does he he's, not? He's in Vader's bad books. Wait, why does he want to? When he he just goes, oh, it could be smugglers or anything, or he's just going, we we won't go there. And Vader's like, he's definitely there. If I was Ozzel, I think be less good at your job. Don't get promoted to <laughs> admiral. And then you're not in the firing line. No, be better at your job. Get promoted and exceed. Become the new emperor. Become the new Grand Moff. <laughs> new Grand Moff. Take over Moff Tarkin's role. Yeah, mm. did anybody ever replace him? Someone must have replaced him. Was his title Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Or his name was... Was his name just Tarquin? Tarkin. Tarkin. So Grand Moff was his title. His title, yeah. So yeah, somebody must have replaced him then. Or maybe there was a period of mourning. Because he was in charge of the Death Star. That was his role. And there's no Death Star in this. So they probably retired it until the next one. When they build the second Death Star. Alright. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. That makes sense. Uh, continue on. Alright. Next death is on Hoth. And it's 
Luke's co-pilot in the Snowspeeder Dak, who can take on the Empire all by himself. But he never gets the chance to. <laughs> no, I can't help but think, had he been let, you know, allowed to do this without Luke weighing him down, he would have fared much yeah. better. If Dak was in the pilot seat instead of Luke, then he could have taken out everyone, single-handedly. Yeah, I want to see that switch around, because, I mean, it's Luke's fault they get shot down, I reckon. Well... Being a bad flying on Luke's part, yeah. come on. Luke is... Doesn't even try to save him at the end, just leaves him in there for an AT... Yeah, to crash. ...to stand on him. I keep saying AT&T. TNT. That's a phone company. <laughs> so they're flying at one of the Imperial walkers and Dax fiddling around with the, the harpoon thing trying to get it ready. And then there's a shot. I don't think the shot comes from an Imperial walker because they're in front of them. A shot comes from somewhere. It hits the the part of the cockpit that Dax is in and explodes in his face and, and Dax dies. What 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 do you do? Are we sure he dies in that moment and didn't yes, lose consciousness? No, he definitely and he dies. Gets, dies when he gets squashed. Why no. does Luke try to pull his body out then? Luke doesn't try to pull his body out. Yes, he does. No, he's going for his uh, grenade and stuff when he gets out. Oh, I thought he he's turned not trying around. to pull him out. I I thought he turned around and when I I remember it, it looks like he's trying to pull Dak out and he can't because he's like wedged in his no. seat. Whatever. No, that's not why. He's, he's going for the grenade so he can claim vengeance for Dak later on. Oh, so he left the... his body there then. Yeah, nice Luke. Well, he's dick. about to be crushed by a walker. <laughs> There's not much he can do and if he did pull his body out, he can't carry it all the way back to Use the force, levitate the... it. Levitate it. A Jedi during the actual Republic easy to be able to just float that body along with them. Yeah, but he's not a Jedi yet, is he? He never becomes a Jedi. <laughs> and At no point is he an actual Jedi. Okay, you're Dak. Stop right. focusing on Luke's all right, lack all right. of force ability. Uh, I'm angry at that. Yeah. Well, try. First, uh, may I? May I try and do yeah, one of yeah. your crazy things? See the laser coming at you, and then deflect the laser with another laser. I'm not sure if that works. I've never seen what happens in Star Wars if two lasers hit midair. It must have happened at some point. They might it just pass right through each other. No, mm. that's true. I can't help but think they'd either hit it. The lasers would hit each other, possibly deflect off each other and fire a different way. What if Dak done that and the laser deflected right back at him? You'd feel like an absolute moron. Because you've just he shot yourself down. He wouldn't feel like a moron for very long because he'd, he'd be dead. <laughs> uh, do the snowspeeders have ejector seats? No. Why not? Because... They don't go into space, so they don't need the capability. Well, they've not got ejector seats. All right, well, install an ejector seat. That's a massive Well, because they're snowspeeders, snow they don't go high enough for a parachute to deploy quick enough. Who says you need a parachute? You just have a little well, jet Well, then you fall chair. down and then no, you break no, no, all no. your legs. You just have little um, thrusters in your chair. Come on, they have jetpacks in this. Same no, technology. Boba Fett has a jetpack. Yeah, we don't know exactly. how... We only see one jetpack, and it's in the Fett family. <laughs> it never goes out of the Fett family. Yeah, but there might be others mass The Fets produced. have the one jetpack. No, I, rec- I reckon... In the whole galaxy. Other mercenaries and bounty hunters would have jetpacks. The technology's not hard to come by. You stall it in your seat and voila, you can eject out and you can, f- you know, lower the seat down slowly. Done. Okay. Empires uh, lose one of their Imperial walkers to Wedge. Uh, Luke gives him cover in fire so Wedge can do the tow cable thing around the, the walker's legs. The walker trips over, falls down, and then, despite being immune to the blasters of the snowspeeder when it's walking, when it falls over, Luke shoots it a couple of times and it blows up immediately. Yeah, how that does makes that work? Sense. 
Oh, the only really? thing that's changed is that its face is in the snow. It fell down. Because the armor should still be the same thickness. It's not the armor, it's shielding on uh, be shielding. Because if it was armor, like you said, it wouldn't make any difference whether it's walking or not. Well, As Luke does down, say that armor's too strong for blasters. Well, the head hits the ground and it takes off any shielding because they must have some type of, well... You well, know, there's no... He, Luke says it's the armor that's too strong well, for Well, Luke's got it wrong, evidently, because he shoots it and it blows up. So the only logical explanation of that is they had shields. When it fell down and hit its head, the shields went offline and he's able to shoot. Or he hit the exact weak point in which somebody left because they screwed up. It's the same person who designed the Death Star, <laughs> designed the Imperial Walkers and left the weak point on them. Damn, that's a busy designing company. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, you're, you're in that, Walker. What do you do? Do you stop walking as soon as you realise... Well, that's what I would do, because if you stop walking then the rope would just fall off. It might get caught around the things, but then just send someone down to with a pair of scissors to cut the cable. <laughs> Not scissors, pliers or something. Something thick enough to cut the bolts. Just stop walking, because he's spinning round. Did they, did they notice? They might have been focused on something else. Because I think they were getting close to the shield generator, weren't they? So they might be looking at that and not notice it floating not, or flying. Not notice them. the snow speeder going round several times. Well, yeah, if he's flying, if he's flying quite, you know, tight, close to the legs, he'd be going underneath the head, so they wouldn't see him. Well, they'd still see them doing the approach thing, and they might have scanners or something. Mm, I I don't know. Or one of they've got radio connections with the other walkers, so they'll go, um, hey, Dave, there's there's a snow speeder trying to tangle <laughs> your legs up. You should probably stop walking well, so you thing. don't fall over. Perhaps they did They did notice it, and they tried to stop, right? But perhaps because of the momentum of it, it takes a while for it to stop walking. You know how in a car you hit the brake, but you don't stop instantly, do you? Obviously, you push the brake harder the faster you stop, but you, there's, you won't stop Yeah, instantly. but that's because that's of the wheels. The wheels still turn. This is a walker. Yeah, well, perhaps its feet still move. Well, you could it just leave the, the leave it standing on three feet. What? Just, no! And then just slowly put the foot down. All right, obviously they don't have control over these. This is probably their first day using them. They have no idea <laughs> how to move them. They never bust these things out ever. No, they've well, never Well, we don't them. see them in the Clone Wars, do we? No, so I can only assume they came in afterwards. Mm. This is the first time, first and only time that we see the big ones. We see oh, the no, smaller we see ones them. We on... see the... Uh, the big ones we don't see them oh no we, yeah we see them in the in Return of the Jedi that's where Luke Luke is taken to Vader in one of them oh right yeah on the uh, on Endor on... so maybe they've got the hang of it by the time Return of the Jedi yeah. comes around uh, trying to survive it I mean you could say that oh no Luke blows it up doesn't he crap I've got nothing because the only way in and out of the head is probably just one door there's, there's no emergency exits I can see it hits the ground, you're going to be dazed, and then you're sure you're going to die. Then, yeah. Yeah, just stop walking. Scanners, don't fall over, don't trip. Next person to die, Rogue 2, uh, is shot down when Luke tries to organise uh, the two snowspeeders to take out another walker, but as they're flying towards it, uh, Rogue 2 shot down, and then Luke is shot down, but instead of his speeder blowing up, it just crashes into the snow and Convenient, th- isn't conveniently it? just falls down. Whereas Rogue Two, what was Rogue Two carrying that Luke wasn't, or did perhaps was he just shot in a more explodey place? Explodey place, I'd imagine, because mm. he got shot head on, doesn't he? Yeah, well, they both get shot head on because they're both yeah. traveling towards it. Perhaps without realizing it, 
like deflected the, shot, uh, the blaster or something. Not necessarily deflected because it still hits, but well, moved it so it doesn't it. hit him in a an explodey place. Yeah, weakens it to to an extent. I mean, like when you when you got a Jedi and he's been shot at, and they're being shot with a blaster and they're using their lightsaber to deflect it. Yes, because they've had training with the lightsaber. <gasps> oh, lightsaber window on. wipers. What? Deflects, no! Deflects no! it from the, from the thing. And then the rain, also it stops it. Lightsaber window wipers. That is terrible. That No, because when you've done it, it would then slice through your windows. <laughs> well, no, you, you just have them slightly away from your windows. You where might do have they, to replace where them. Where do they get of, lightsabers from? Where do they get knows, blasters from? Nobody knows how to make them. Yeah, Luke figures out how to make one from scratch. All right, whatever. The internet, clearly, Chris. I watched a deleted scene. Yeah, it's Luke making... His lightsaber, in yes. The cabin. Never seen it before. Awesome. It's because it's a deleted scene. Yeah, but sometimes they put the deleted scenes back in. But anyway, back to my original <laughs> point. When uh, the Jedi being shot, the lightsabers, blah, 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 they can deflect the shots. When Luke's doing training on the Millennium Falcon... He's been shot up by the little orb. That, and that one bit of training that, that he one does. One bit of training, yeah. And Obi-Wan's <laughs> saying to him, let the force guide you, etc., etc. Perhaps, without realising it, as the blaster, as the shot was fired at him, like the for- Luke used the force without really knowing. Or maybe he, he just tries to on, dodge the blaster. On. No, no, that's boring. uses the force, and as a result of such thing, it makes him move his speeder in such a way that the shot hits him and doesn't blow up. So he moves the speeder. You said all that just for he dodges it. Yes, but my way sounds cool. Makes more sense as well why he managed to hit that exact point. It's better than sheer luck, isn't it? Or just skill as a pilot. Oh, really? He's been shot at, so he's like, oh, I know if I move exactly this amount to this am- way, I'll well, it's not. The he shot. knows it's there's a giant laser blast coming towards me. I should probably turn away slightly. He's not even that good a pilot, is he, really? He blows up the Death Star. So? Uh, Well, he gets shot down, and then he takes it upon himself to claim vengeance for Rogue Two, then uses a grappling gun and a grenade and his lightsaber to pull himself up onto the walker, slices the underbelly of it, throws the grenade in, drops down, walker blows up, falls down. It's amazing because he lands right under it, if it had fallen down, just squash, then he would have been killed. But luckily, it, it leans over. If the lightsaber can cut through the underbelly of it and the armor's going to be thick, could he not just slice through a leg? Well, it might still keep going, and it have to. And there's a danger that he might be stepped on. Force jump up and slice through the thinner part of the leg. Land, and you could do it. You could easily. He take probably out two can't legs. force jump. Luke, you suck. Because he's not a proper Jedi. So he uses the crap. Uh, all right, yeah. Have like, well, you can't really have people underneath. The walkers aren't designed very well because they've got poor visibility. If they've not got scanners and stuff, then there to... must be. They've got people on the head of the walker, haven't you? You've yeah, got... I don't know if they've got people be, in the belly of the walker. There must be other people inside the belly because otherwise, there's no point making it that big at all. <laughs> so there must be people or possibly things. It would make more sense if inside the belly were, were speeders. And like the underbelly opened up, and the speeders could drop out, for example. Yeah, do, or would, like droids make, or something. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense for it. So there must be something in the belly. Cause I would say there'd be no point making maybe, it that big. Maybe they're troop carriers. Maybe they're like, yeah, exactly that as well. So really, when Luke slices over the belly and throws a grenade in, and there's like a hundred stormtroopers in there, they just kick they the all see out the and grenade and go, "Holy shit!" Oh my days! Or when Luke slices open the belly, they just. 
blasting. A, a chair and a stormtrooper fall down. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That would make so much more sense. Or maybe yeah. the the main body of it is just where they house all the electrics to make the the legs walk and stuff. Or where they keep all the ammo for the blaster guns and stuff. Yeah, that makes a bit more sense, I suppose. Mm. It would explain why the one grenade blows the entire thing up. Yeah. He must have thrown it right now, like, wherever their fuel cells are or at an ammunition storage. Yeah, because it goes up quite spectacularly. Yeah. And the head blows up and then there's loads of smoke and then it tumbles down to the side. I would survive this by designing the a at that to have a small turret on the underside of their bellies because that would have shot Luke down and that could have shot down the, the snow speed that was tying up the first one's legs yeah ah you've so you've killed two birds with one stone or yeah, saved two imperial walkers with one one That's auto right, yeah. turret I should work for the empire you would be terrifyingly efficient <laughs> oh I would you know <laughs> alright they make it off of Hoth uh, Vader's not happy, but then again, when is Vader ever happy? At Christmas when parties, he maybe? first met Padme. No, he was just creepy then. <laughs> yes, he's, I do He's agree. never been happy. So they make it off of Hoth. The Millennium Falcon is tracked down by Vader and a bunch of other uh, Star Destroyers, and Han decides to go into an asteroid field to try and lose his, his pursuers. And in the process, four TIE fighters are, are destroyed in the in the field, along with however many they send in after. But we're going to focus on these four. Uh, two of them are taken out by stray asteroids that just go into their path when they're flying. And then the last two are killed when they try to get through the same gap on a large asteroid at the same time. They bounce off each other and then they bounce into the, well, the walls of the asteroid. So, who has the right of way there, Chris? Neither. It's just bad <laughs> flying and bad piloting, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what the training program is for the Empire, whether you need past experience or you can start from scratch. Whatever it is, they've obviously not trained them well enough. Also, the designs of the ships. The Millennium Falcon, obviously round and... It's know, wide, but when it's on its side, side it's it becomes quite really thin. thin. I don't see any other ships of that design. But the Millennium Falcon was shown multiple times throughout the Star Wars films, and I'm pretty sure they'll show it again, a fact they already have, in the trailer for Episode 7, fitting through gaps that the TIE Fighters have then crashed into. Mm. Take the hint and make your TIE Fighters into the same shape as the Millennium Falcon. This weird square thing you're going on doesn't work. Yeah. There's a lot of flappy bits that could get um, caught on things, isn't there? With the Falcon, it's the only thing that really gets in the way is the satellite dish yeah that gets knocked off <laughs> but uh, that's bad flying by Orlando so don't blame Lando <laughs> uh, Lan- what's his name Lando I Lando. keep saying Orlando why am I saying Orlando <laughs> I think I'm fucking Orlando Bloom or something <laughs> Lando yeah yeah. Well, basically for the ones that crash into each other one of you just needs to slow down exactly you can see you're both going for it just slow down yeah. and I bet they're in a competition like now nah, I'm going to get through and get the Falcon. This guy can sod off. And mm. the other one's like, well, no, I'm going to get the Falcon. And the other two, C-3PO says the odds of navigating an asteroid field are something to a gajillion. Uh, direct quote. <laughs> no. Um, so it's it might not be bad piloting. It might just be... The odds are stacked against the, them. The odds are stacked against them, yeah. Someone obviously told them the odds and they didn't want to know. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. But I'm also going to say my thing is uh, 
redesign of TIE fighters. Redesign them for for yeah, asteroids. Because if you think it's the those are the odds of successfully navigating an asteroid field. Is that for all spacecraft or specific spacecraft? Well, those C three PO doesn't show his working out, so <laughs> no, but <laughs> I you, don't know. What you can assume is C three PO that gave those odds on the spec- specifications of the Millennium Falcon, right? So perhaps the Tie Fighters had even worse odds. Well, but clearly the, 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 the Tie Fighters are smaller anyway. Yes, but they're, oh, they're crap designs. <laughs> so if anything, the Millennium Falcon should have been pelted with lots of because they've got a bigger thing to aim for. Yeah, but. It can fit through thin gaps by going on the side. Doesn't matter what way the TIE fighters are turning, they're going to be the same dimension. They're still, yeah, they're so still. They're screwed. They're as wide as they are tall. Yes. It just slow down. And Can you not fly above the asteroid field and just watch the Falcon fly underneath and just follow them like that? That's a good point. Space or is, go under it. Space is three dimensional, so they don't have to. Yeah. So when the falcon's going through one goes above one goes below and you can just track him that way you can just watch him go through the asteroid field and then when they hide in the giant in the big asteroid then they just go he's in there let's blow that asteroid up yeah rather than sending through bombers just come back out go to the star destroyer and be like yo he's down there target target that asteroid and and blow it up done yes exactly Hmm. That's a very good point. Why do they just I go above know. it? <laughs> above or below it's space. It. It's so much easier. Oh, next lot to die. Well, no. Han and Chewie and everyone are, are all in. Well, they're in what they think is the asteroid. Uh, we'll come on to that. And things are being chewed on. All the electrics are going a bit weird. And Han comes out and he shoots a Minoc, which is chewing on the, on the cables. Now... Do we want to survive as a Minoc? Don't chew the blade cables. <laughs> yeah, don't chew the cables. Question. The Millennium Falcon is in the belly of a giant space worm. How did the Minocs get into the belly? Were they Good eaten point. by the Would... giant... Do you know what the giant space worm is called? Firstly? Uh, I don't know, no. Would you like to know? Yes. It's called an Exogorth. Exogorth? Yeah. It's a cool name, that. I like it that. It is pretty cool. Is this exogorf yeah. born on the asteroid, or do they float through space until they find an asteroid field and like make home on there? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're like a hermit crab, and they they find yeah, giant asteroids and, and live in them. Okay, let's assume it travels through space, finding an asteroid to live on. Okay, now when you get a shark going through the sea, you get little fish. Obviously, like pilot nibble, fish. Yeah, and, they yeah. nibble nibble on the bottom of the, sh- of the shark, don't they? Yeah. So perhaps these, these bat things can go through space as well and they find the big worms and they do the same thing except they go inside the mouth and eat like scraps that are left like over. Like clean its teeth. Yeah, yeah. And that's when then when it makes home on its asteroid field they're already there in there. Because I think if you ate them you know swallow them they'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that I do believe Pinocchio was it not Pinocchio was it Pinocchio he got was eaten, eaten by, by a whale? whale? Yes. Yeah. Also Jonah from the Bible. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, people survive getting eaten by big things. People like that survive all the time. that all the time. The lawyer so, from Jurassic Park, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, there you go. I think the little bird thingies, I forgot their names already. Minox. Minox are like pilot fish. And, you know, they follow around the worms and they, they eat the scraps off the teeth and stuff. Mm. And the cables off the Millennium Falcon. And cables off the Millennium yeah. Falcon, yeah. They get out the asteroid field and they're being chased by a Star Destroyer. Um, they've lost the shields on the on the back of the falcon 
So Ham decides to turn around, divert all power to the front deflector shields, and goes for a full-on charge at one of the Star Destroyers, and C-3PO is losing his mind, going, what are you doing? The odds of surviving a direct attack on a Star Destroyer are a gajillion to one. Uh, but again, he doesn't listen to the odds. No, and he survives. He does survive. He's, um, He's one in a gajillion. Mm, he sticks the Millennium Falcon to, well, the side of the um, the Star Destroyer, and Captain Nida is like, oh dear, we've lost them. I shall go to Lord Vader. I will apologise and accept full responsibility. He goes down to Vader's Super Star Destroyer, apologises, and Vader forgives him by force choking him to death. Don't accept responsibility. Blame someone else. Straight away, yes. <laughs> I, Yes, okay, that's good. Blame anyone. Blame one of the mouse droids that go around the halls of, of them. Blame one of them. Yeah. Blame the guy that was meant to be tracking the Falcon. Just don't accept responsibility. He killed Ozzle. He'll kill you. <laughs> what was he hoping would happen that Vader would forgive him? Yeah, because he was... Has Vader so... forgiven anyone? I don't know. He may have done. He may have been like... If he thought he's brutally honest, Vader would be like, I, you know, I respect your courage. That's fine. I'm going to give you another chance. That's dumb to think that would ever happen. Yeah. But that's probably what he's thinking. Again, sensors. They've not got... Well, I don't think the sensors would have picked sensors. it up because, it, yeah, because the it, engines are off and it's... It's attached to the ship. Mode, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have a cloaking device. He even specifically says that. A ship that small doesn't have a cloaking yeah. device. But oh, I agree. With, I think it's because of everything shut down. They're running like... Not cloaking, but like silent mode. Yeah. So everything's just shut down, aren't they? Because even when they detach, they don't turn on the engines. They, they just, just float away. Yeah, they just detach the and rubbish. float off. Mm. So that's probably why the sensors can't pick them up. Do Do the star destroyers not have windows? Yeah, they do. But then apparently somebody they've got none at the back. Yeah, because when somebody walks by, goes, didn't there used to be a window here? And then they see into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Hans is just sitting there <laughs> picking his nose. Or he, something. Just, he just goes. It <laughs> just waves them on and they're like, oh damn, I've had too much to drink this morning. <laughs> the lives, yeah. Yeah. It's probably, Han's probably done that a few times, I'd imagine. Mm. He's been found. Yeah, just wave them on. So, But yeah, don't accept responsibility. Don't accept responsibility. Apologise, but blame someone else. Okay, they, they, they escape, they manage to float off, but they're tracked by Boba Fett, who does the same thing he... He knows Han. He knows all the tricks in Han's playbook and he floats off and then the Falcon starts up again. They fly off to Cloud City where Boba lays a trap for them and Landau invites them for, for dinner and then when the door opens it's only bloody Darth Vader there sat down with um, delicious looking food and Han tries to shoot him but Vader blocks it with his hand. And then they all sit down for dinner. My question, what do they talk about over dinner? My question, what the hell is his hand made out of to deflect blaster shots? Metal. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I thought blaster would at least cause some damage. Like, does nothing. Well, there's... Palpatine's lightsaber was made out of a metal that couldn't be cut by a lightsaber, so that maybe that's what Vader's hand is made out of. I did not know that. Mm. So if he was having a lightsaber duel and somebody was to get their lightsaber down to the handle of his, they couldn't cut then, through it. Yeah, then Palpatine's saber wouldn't break. Yeah, I'm not saying Vader's hand is made out of that, because it does get cut with a lightsaber, but maybe it's made out of 
a diluted version of that so it can just stop blasters. All right, that, all right, that makes Or maybe sense. the palm of it is made out of something like that. Do you think the force played some part in it? No. All right, fair enough, go on. What do they talk about? How his hand stopped the bloody blaster <laughs> shot. That's what I'd be talking about. about. Han Solo's like, dude, you gotta tell me how you do that, <laughs> man. That's so awesome. They maybe maybe so hokey stone. religions and ancient weapons are a match for a good blaster at your side. Yeah, that's what he says, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. So just is like, no, 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 no. Changes his <laughs> mind, yeah. Whatever happens, maybe Han insults Vader, which causes Vader to test out his carbon freezing chamber on Han Solo. Uh, Chewie's not very happy about this, and when when they're about to put Han in the in the chamber, he throws some stormtroopers around, and one of them does this. It's a very quiet version of the Wilhelm scream, so. But a Wilhelm scream nonetheless. Exactly. You're a storm. I don't know if they die. They probably don't. I don't know. From the force. Alright, we know their armor is piss poor. Yeah. And we know Wookiees are incredibly strong. They can, like, pull limbs from bodies and stuff. Mm. So, I'm going to assume that being thrown by one, with quite some force, there's going to be anger. Oh, yeah, very. There's there's force behind it. Chewie's pissed. Yeah, so I reckon, if not dying, you're going to sustain. Some injury. Some, some severe damage, I reckon. You're going to break something. Chewie throws three of them, and it's the third one that does the Wilhelm scream, because there are, there, are there are two guarding him, and then one comes over to try and break it up, but... Yeah, why does that one yeah. come over? What's he going to do? I don't know. It's a Wookiee. You cannot... You, you're, you're not no going to beat for a, a physical confrontation, and you're not going to shoot him, are you? No, because Vader, Vader wants them as prisoners. Han Solo talks him down, though. Uh, after just to calm him down because Chewie's got to look after the princess or maybe look after yeah, the princess look after the princess oh you know what I'm saying Chewie I don't think he does no neither do no. I I can't speak Wookiee um, also fun fact about that scene George Lucas had wrote the dialogue that Han Solo was meant to say I love you back to Leia but Harrison Ford said listen George you can write this shit, but you can't make me say it. Harrison doesn't take any shit. If he doesn't like your writing, he's not going to say it. Yeah, no. To be honest, it didn't see. It wouldn't seem right for Solo to say that line anyway. No, you yeah. Can, you can see why he wanted to say "I know" instead. And then, then hands put into the carbon freezing chamber, and that was done because they weren't sure if Harrison Ford was going to come back for the third film. But they managed to persuade him back for Return of the Jedi. So that's that's good stuff. Then some stormtroopers are killed when Leia and Lando and C-3PO and all the others are... And Chewie, I forgot Chewie, are all escaping Cloud City. And then Luke gets his hand chopped off by Vader. And you have the the intense I am your father scene. Mm. Would uh, you like to know a fact? Yes, please do tell. David Prowse, the man inside the Darth Vader costume, did not know what line... Uh, was going to be said. He didn't know that the line "I am your father" was going to be there because George Lucas didn't trust him to keep the secret, and he, <laughs> he didn't want it to be spoiled. So the right. line that David Prowse said on set was, "No, Obi killed your father," and then Mark Hamill reacted to that. So David Prowse didn't know that that he was going to be that, that he James was L. Jones. Dad, right. Just gonna dub it over. I Did Mark father. Hamilton know that? He was taken uh, from things that I've read. Mark Hamill was taken aside and told, "Listen, Prowse is gonna say Obi killed your father, but in actual fact, James L. Jones is gonna say 
Luke, I am your father, and you got to react to that. So they needed a line that similar that you can get the same that, reaction yeah. to without. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Unless that's David Prowse goes, "Hang on, that's a bit of an overreaction." <laughs> no, well, yeah, I don't get why he didn't trust David Prowse because. David Prowse has been screwed over so many times by George Lucas and the company. In his deal, uh, Prowse was meant to be paid, I think, the gross profits of this one of the Star Wars films, but it was the profit that the studios can fiddle with, so it makes it look like they've earned no money. So he was essentially screwed out of uh, a large chunk of the profits. So poor David Prowse. <laughs> so he's he's not going to be um, enthusiastic about keeping secrets and stuff that he could sell to a magazine for so did some he, money. Did he play the body of Vader in all three films? Yes. Well, if he got screwed over in, the, in one film, why did he come back and do the others? He was still getting paid, wasn't he? Fine. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I've 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 heard his voice. I've watched scenes from. It's quite a, a strong Hope. regional accent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit Vader at all, does no. it? No. And in the first one, he didn't know he was going to be dubbed over. <laughs> Did he not? No. Uh, he realised in the second one, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I got a nice image of him going, this is my big role and taking his family to the cinema. And then when he talks, it's James L. Jones. <laughs> oh, God, that means he's so cruel, though. That'd be so cruel. Poor David Prowse. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but yeah, you're Luke. Stop Vader lopping off your hands. The way I see this fight playing out, it's in three stages, basically. First stage in the carbon freezing chamber, Vader's toying with Luke, basically. He's doing the one-arm thing. He's not using the force. He's not really trying. And when he thinks he's got him into the chamber, he's a little bit disappointed. Then Luke kicks Vader off the freezing platform, and then we go into stage two, which is Vader slightly irritated, using the force to throw things at Luke, and then Luke's thrown out the window. Then stage three is Vader really pissed off. That's because Luke gets that shot on his arm, isn't it? Yeah. And Vader's like, all right, screw this. It's interesting you should say that, to be honest. I was watching a, um, that fight scene only a couple of days ago. Mm. I was watching a video that compared the 2011 re-release of the film to the 1980 release. Yeah. Uh, comparing, you know, what, how the scenes are different with colours and stuff. And I was reading through the comments and some people were saying... Basically, what you do, what you say, and they're like, "Oh, Vader's toying with him," and then when Luke gets that shot in, Vader lets him have loses it. Loses his mind. Doesn't lose his mind, but he starts fighting serious, and <laughs> it's and it's like how quickly Luke gets defeated just shows how inexperienced he is yeah. with his lightsaber. If Vader had just done that at the beginning, Luke would have been defeat like destroyed instantly. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where Vader disarms him in the carbon freezing chamber as well. So, and he does. It's more or less the same move that he takes off his hand with. So if it have, if Vader had moved the lightsaber, he could have taken off his hand a lot sooner. So that means if Luke, you know, was paying attention, he would have realised that move and would have been in a block at the second time yes, round. if he'd been a better learner. Oh, Luke is a piss poor Jedi. He's not good, Never makes he? it a Jedi. He's not even a Padawan, I don't think. No, he's not got the weird... They got a weird braid. The Padawans do. Obi Wan has it. I don't. It looks weird. I it's think a they look cool. Tail. They look cool. But yeah, no. I know that's like a Padawan thing, isn't it? It's silly. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Vader fights with this cape on. 
I know you don't like that. I guess in the fucking way. Why are you wearing it? <laughs> he never takes it off as well. No, I don't think he can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. It's on. It's on like this tiny little chain. No, it's. I think it's like trapped or placed under his like shoulder pads. That's crap. I would have said to the emperor, I'd be like, "Yo, I want an option to remove this cape. I want mm. an option to remove all of this." He does remove but the capes mask. But capes are cool, he? Lord Vader. They're not Palpatine. No, they Tough get in the shit. way. <laughs> He, he force lightnings and solders it. <laughs> if you want to live, you're keeping on the cape. Oh, great. Fuck you, know, you, Palpatine. <laughs> I, I hate you. He can take off the helmet. Because when he's doing his little medic pod thing, they, the yeah, helmet that comes, comes off, off, doesn't yeah. it? So it's not like he's got that stocking him permanently. Because I always wondered if it had been stocking him permanently, how's he meant to eat and stuff? What? The helmet and stuff? No, he yeah. probably takes that off and eats in his little I can't pod imagine thing. Vader eating... It's probably why he, he probably well, he has that dinner with Han and Chewie. He doesn't <laughs> eat anything, though. He's eaten before he got there. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Uh, yeah, Luke should have realised the move if it was the same one Vader used earlier. It's very, Yeah, it's a very similar move. So You should have come to a conclusion as well. Uh, Obi-Wan told you Vader was his apprentice. Obi-Wan cuts off limbs to the point Obi-Wan where you cut off limbs. Obi-Wan loves it. That's first okay. lesson when you're being Vader taught by Vader will cut Obi. off a limb. Yeah, so you should have realised that Vader was going to try and cut a limb off. All right, Everyone that goes near Obi-Wan cuts limbs off. Mm, they all love it. I know. So anyway, that's why Mace Windu cut off Boba Fett. No, Jango Fett, sorry, head. Mm. Because Obi-Wan was there. It's his presence. It inspires people to you can take You can take hands off, I can take heads off. I know, he's trying to up the game, weren't he? Yeah. That was Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, if you could survive better, or if we've missed anything out, um, email us. We could survive that at gmail.com or tweet. We could survive. Or leave a comment on, on iTunes. Uh, five stars would be a nice Christmas present to wake up to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if that's that's fine. Um, and also, older episodes are on YouTube if you want to check them out. You don't have to. Some of them are pretty shit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, go check them all out. Uh, Chris, end end the show. Uh, I will. I'm pulling the plug now. Pull it. Pull the <laughs> plug. It's gone. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, thank you for listening. You have listened to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. We'll see you next week, uh, which will be... Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Because that's the film after The Empire Strikes Back. It is indeed. <laughs> So we'll see you all then. Until then, please, keep on surviving. Goodbye.